Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 123 of the Usual Podcast. Podcast we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me, chilling like a mad villain, is my co-host, Will. What's up, Brosif? What up, G? I think it's a little too much 90s gangsta for the beginning of a show. Am I going to have to bring out some uh, Dr. Dre and, and, and uh, Ed Lover? That's 2018. I can go all MTV raps on you. And we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. Uh, I don't really want to ask you what you're drinking, but since I always have to, what are you drinking? Well, I'm taking a couple weeks off of alcohol, mm. and uh, so I'm drinking a Diet Pepsi. Well, I don't approve, but that's okay. I am drinking Hop Stupid Ale. Uh, I had another one slated for tonight, but it was a little too intense considering we've already been kind of imbibing and our... Uh, at our usual spot anyway. So I went with Hop Stupid. Yeah, we went and had some pizza. Yeah, we had pizza. I had a couple well, had beers there. And it was all good, you know. I had a root beer. Yeah, well. Does that count? No, it doesn't. Which is literally the reason I'm making fun of you. But there's beer in the name. <sighs> so before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at usualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on your favorite social medias. Facebook, Google+, Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Darth Pops, and Will is at Animal Griggs. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, favorite podcatchers, catch us, find us, and share us. Tell your friends, maybe. I don't know. Uh, you can also get your five uh, stars. Wow, you can uh, you can give us a five star rating on iTunes. That'd be great. Also, you can get um, some merch over at Teespring.com/slash/usualpodcast. Uh, we've got phone cases and T-shirts and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and we do have the timestamps in the show notes. Uh, show notes. If you're not a Swotor fan, we'll start the show with Swotor. We have a little bit more Swotor than we did last week, but it won't be super heavy. Uh, I think the show will go pretty quickly. Um, so, thank you everybody who's in the chat room. Thanks for joining us live. Skeen, uh, Steve, Blay, all you guys are awesome. Thanks for being there. We really appreciate it. So, uh, we'll do our best to monitor you guys. Uh, contribute whenever you want. Uh, if we ignore you, it's not on purpose. It's just maybe you said something dumb. Well, yeah, <laughs> there are fans. <laughs> I just thought, I thought I'd throw that out there. There's just obviously as something wrong with them. <laughs> that was a nice little twist. I thought that was funny. Anyway, all right, man. So, shall we get to uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic? Absolutely. Do I have a buffer for that, or joking? Do you want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you, if you will only kneel. I miss Darren DePaul. I know, right? We missed him last year at San Diego Comic-Con. That man has a voice oh, for the ages. Uh, all right, man. So, community shout-outs. I want to start at the top of the show and just congratulate Unholy Alliance for five years of awesome. I know. Um, sadly... Sadly, I was really trying to make it work. It's one of those things where uh, they set up a time, and it's usually like 6 p.m. my time. Yeah. And it's just the not, time. Not very kid-friendly time. It's not kid-friendly, and I really tried to make it work this year, and eventually I just kind of gave up. Uh, I threw out in Discord, like, I'm going to really try. And I think last year I made it at some point, but 
Um, I want to congratulate uh, um, the people who run the guild, Unholy Alliance. Uh, the people at the top of the list, obviously Jesse and um, uh, Mox, JT. Um, I don't know everybody, Elise, everybody who, uh, all the officers, everybody. I'm forgetting. It's totally fine. But really, what it comes down to is, it's an amazing, amazing guild. And um, after extra life and everything else we've been through this year, um, thank you um, for that. And I, I'm really bummed that I missed the missed the party. But it is what it is. Yeah, I missed the party, and I also missed Wog this week because <laughs> I said oh. I was okay. This was funny. I said I was going to to Wog it up because I got my my my. Wi-Fi yeah. now. Your name came up a few times. I know. And then I promptly got home on Friday and sat in my chair and fell asleep for mm-hmm. like five hours. I called it, actually. We were playing. And I was like, homeboy's asleep in his chair. I guarantee it. <laughs> and, and then when you texted me, like, right at the end of the op, I was like, called it. <laughs> yeah, I wake up to uh, to text from you and, and tweets from Skeen. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, well, it is what it is. Um, anyway, uh, other community shout outs, Passion and Casual Podcast, episode 39, I have not listened to yet, but it's our first one, um, with all of the peeps, as we talked about last I week. I know, the merger. Um, I did listen to Carillion Run Radio, um, their last episode, episode 200, and I want to give a big shout out to them again. Um, it's sad to see it go, but it is sort of morphing into what Passion and Casual is now. Um, and I want to say it was nice hearing Heather's voice again. On the mic, yeah, um, it's been a while. It was it was pretty cool. So, um, I, I, all you guys are awesome. I love you guys. You're you're the best people I've ever met, virtually and in real life. Hey, <laughs> you don't count because you're you're you. I know. Um, but anyway, uh, I love my community, and as I tell my students all the time, I've met some of my best friends that I've never met <laughs> uh, through this game, and exactly. so it's it's that's a big deal to me. Uh, all right, man. So, Will Weeks in Game, what'd you do? Uh, I did really not much. I actually, I did create a new character. No. Um, Why? Uh, just because I was just I was ready to like start the whole process over again. Yeah. And uh, so, I created a bounty hunter. This is what I did. Is because the, the bounty hunter I have was a... Was a um, yeah, Miller and... Um, not a power tech. Cyborg. But a, uh, power tech. The other one. Yeah, okay. the, the the mercenary type one. Arsenal. And uh, yeah, so I decided to go with power tech with all the fire, fire, fire. Yeah. And I made a mirror a Miralon, the green one. Yeah. And, uh Mary Allen. Yeah, Mary Allen. And I was like so I was like mixing it up a little bit and uh and yeah, so I I'm just doing that. I'm still on Huda, but you know, it's kinda nice to, yeah. to to mix it up a little bit. Nice. Oh, we got a raid from Kid Lee. Party five. Welcome, everyone. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so what did I do this week? I finally, What's an Ops Group came back. And it was a long hiatus uh, through the holidays, but um, we did a smooth EV run. It was a, it was a whole lot of fun. I just, I'm really glad to be back doing that. Um, yeah, so, I Wait, mean, is that's... This, is this the one where uh, um, Jesse got texted or tweeted to go to the to the right puzzle? Or something. I remember. Oh yeah. So there was this whole thing where, yeah, there was some puzzle drama. There was, it was it was smooth. I should say in, in air quotes. Um, it was a lot of fun. I really had a good time with it. Um, uh, and I'm really glad to be back doing it. So if you're interested in a beginner's ops group with frosty beverages, um, join us. Breaking end up in lava. Yeah. Well, look, I I stealthed through. Nice. And got us. Th- well, it took me two attempts, but I got through the second <laughs> time, and it was fine. And uh, I got through, and, and we didn't have to do all the trash, which 
it may or may not be an exploit. So I'm glad to be back. Uh, I stoked and I'm, and I'm really bummed. I missed the party, but you know, it, it is what it is. Life sometimes gets in the way, but I love my people. And, uh, yeah, this is turning into a love fest, but, uh, you're always a, a lover. Mm. That came out weird. Is that how you want it on the mic? I Should I so. edit it? No, I'm, I'm going to leave it in. And you know what? I'm going to leave it in. Leave it in. <laughs> All right, man, let's get to some news. So returning companions, um, Mako? No. What? Come on, bro. You know. You I know. have to ask. You know, that's not a thing. Uh, the main thing, uh, there was a lot of questions about how we we're going to get returning companions. And we talked about this last week where it came It came down to um, it had to be cla- it was class class right. specific. Absolutely. Um, and so uh, it says, uh, Eric says, we've seen a few questions about what's required to get these companions. So the requirements are as follows. You must be um, the class where the companion was originally introduced. So, for example, if you're a smuggler, you get Risha. Um, you must have completed the Kotet story. And the reason for this is that the story of these companions takes place after the events of Kotet, okay. which is kind of cool um, and also kind of annoying for people who haven't done that content haven't done that content yet and they're like okay now i have to do something and maybe they've done it with five other tunes but they have to on this one to get that right. you know what i'm saying so i can see the annoyance with that but at the same time it makes sense if they're creating a new story with those characters post kotat yeah, like, I, I haven't i haven't run through kotat with my smuggler yet. yeah so uh it's the time to do it we can't all be mocks <laughs> and and he also says we know there's an interest uh in players being able to acquire companions outside of the restrictions um, like the locator terminal, like we talked about last exactly. week. Yeah. Um, it's not something he can do. Uh, they can do quickly. Um, but they are open to feedback and 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 aware of the feedback. I guess I should say. So anyway, and uh, that said, there was an issue with Andronicus. Um, the name of the post. Sorry, the name of the post. He says uh, there's a known issue with Andronicus, Risha, and Corso return. Missions release 5.7. The players who meet certain conditions are granted an additional mission they can't complete, which is weird. That is so weird. the issue occurs for players. And so there's, I guess, uh, certain players who, who fit into this. So it says uh, players who had previous romanced one of the returning companion characters, Andronicus, Risha, or Corso, romanced Theron after the release of Coffee. And chose to rekindle their original romance with one of the returning characters in 5.7. So it's like, if you did, like, these three things, right. you get this mission that, like, you just can't do it. So it says, under these circumstances, the players receive a mission called Things Left Unsaid, which they cannot progress. This mission is a default one granted by any player who resumes a romance with a returning companion after having romance Theron, Koth, or Lana in Kotfi. Whew. And due to preset con- uh, circumstances, the missions cannot be completed with Theron for the time being. We'll address this I in an upcoming patch. Gee, it's it's such a mystery. <laughs> yeah, where could Theron be? Anyway, people aren't uh, that are not hip on the story. Uh, it's fine, but um, there's a big reason for that. But so, what do you think? Any thoughts? No, it's totally understandable. I think they. Uh, I just wonder how many players fit into this. There's there's got to be a few, but like there's a lot of conditions. There are a lot of conditions, but it's uh, you know, it, I'd rather them send it out there and it not be finishable. Yeah. Than to have it be forgotten in the wind. No, I agree. Uh, so there's a little bit of a 
a couple updates to last week we talked about the PvP leaderboards not updating. Let me guess, are they still not updating? Well, they're not. But he said Eric says it's going well. We're pretty close. They discovered a nasty data issue, which was causing leaderboards to lock up, and they have a fix and looking to deploy tomorrow for testing. This was. Was this yesterday? Yeah, this was yesterday. Maybe they'll be uh, ready by the time it's time to post the next Oh, I have an update for today, my friend. So today, quick update. Uh, this is Eric again. We have pushed a fix to our side and are in the process of final testing. They'll be verifying the data tonight, overnight into tomorrow. But so hopefully by the time you hear this, this will be a, not a non-issue. Um, but if there's any more if, in, info, Musco said he'll let us know. So sounds good, right? Sounds good. All right, dude. Uh, my favorite segment of any... Of any Swartor-related content. Uh, patch notes. Oh, patch notes, my friend. Are you excited? Always. Have you looked at any of them? No. So 5.7 dropped uh, a couple days ago. Yes. No, I, yesterday. Yesterday. And I yeah. actually haven't had a chance to update it yet. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm going to do it tonight. I, I've been busy. But here we are. Uh, highlights. We talked about this last week. A new operation boss, Skyva, um, which is uh, known as the Mother of Sorrows. Ooh. That's kind of dark. Anyway, that's the second to last boss in the new operation. Excuse me, which we talked about a minute ago. Returning companions, Risha and Corso. Um, so that's happening. Also, Andronicus and double XP is back, which I did not expect. Oh, awesome! It's happening as of the patch to um, February first. Then I uh, created a uh, new character. Yeah, so double XP, command experience, all that. It's gonna be great. Awesome. Yeah, I, I might it's double command ex- XP mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, awesome. That is an incentive for me to jump back in because I've been away for a couple weeks. But anyway, um, so there's some bug fixes. Um, there's really not a whole lot in here that I think I want to highlight, but um, there was some issues. Oh, this is interesting. When entering a random group via Activity Finder, the group leader will now be assigned based on the criteria such as character level and command rank. Interesting. So that's kind of interesting. In that, they're basically giving someone who they uh, perceived more experience. Right. And right? not just the first person in the yeah, group. Yeah, not just some random dude. Um, in the activity finder, if a player selects an activity within a filter, that category will now be selected automatically. Uh, for example, a player goes into the filter for story uprisings um, and selects Crimson Fang. Uh, story uprisings will now be checked for a queue in activity finder. So cool. uh, makes sense. And uh, the price per unit listing in the GTM will now be rounded to the nearest whole number. Thank God. Because seriously, it was messing with some people. They had like decimal points and a bunch of other stuff. It was it was not cool. So it's not like money anymore? Well, look. I mean, is it real money when it's fake money? Well, if it's fake money, but we use it to buy real things. What's real about what we're buying? What's with today, today? Okay. Well, here we are. <laughs> Son of a goat. All right. Name so, the movie. Empire Records. Thank you. My favorite movie. Okay. So, one of my favorites. Uh, flashpoints and operations. Players are no longer blocked from progressing through co-op drive yards. The only reason I bring it up is we talked about it last week. And um, they fixed it. Although, in a follow-up, they were saying there's still something weird with the beginning of it. So, be careful. Um Master mode uprisings, uh, sorry, master mode operations now reward the correct quantity of unassembled components. And I think that's just about everything I wanted to cover in the patch notes. What's the... No. What's the highest level uh, armor rating right now? 240, 252, I think, maybe. I kind of 
like a because remember I told you about my first uh, <laughs> fake money bought with real money to buy fake things. Indeed, my friend, <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. Which you then cosplay with real things. Oh my god! Can you say what you're going to say? Because I remember some I'm going to say. Um, that I bought my first hypercrate last week. Remember, and uh, I ended up pulling something that had like a 246, and this is my highest level armor. So. 246? Yeah, something like that. Good for you. 244, 246, something like that. That's something. Yeah. Proud of you. I hate you. Okay, so there was... There's there's one daily mission that drives me insane on Jomenkaz. And it's the respawn timer for the god dang Valen Koric. Dude. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It takes like eight minutes for it to come back. It is. And you know why? I piss people off all the time. Because... What's the one skill that a sniper has that oh, has no that has no cooldown timer, but it's an AOE? Uh, I don't know, but you could just spam it. Sniper volley. Oh my god! And so I think it's sniper volley. And so I just put my thing there, and I just hit it over and over again, and nine times out of ten, and I'm the first person to hit it. Oh my god! But I don't do that unless I. I'm ask- sure everybody loves you. No thing is, I don't do that unless I ask everybody in the room first to team up. Yeah. If they don't team up and they decline me, yeah. I'm like, well, at least you offer them to join your I'm group. I'm like, screw you. I'm going to take it first now. Yeah. I uh, gave you the option. I hear you, man. Uh, so that mission sucks. And usually there's 100 people. Like JT says, like 30 people in one room waiting to complete it. Scheme, and it takes JT. forever. Uh, oh, Skeen, not JT. Sorry. Uh, I'm looking at an angle. Um, but it says uh, the retown spimer. <clears throat> one more time. The respawn time not for Valen Koric. Yeah. Well. Here we are. On Joe cost has been greatly reduced, um, and defeating him is an objective for, obviously, the Possessed Hunter quest, which is the bane of all of our existences. So I'm I'm so glad that's happening. And there's some change to War Zones, um, and that's and that's just about uh, all I think I'm going to cover. Cool. So, here we um, are, dude. Word. Um, couple things, known issues. Uh, ch- there's some a couple known issues. I'll put a link in the show notes for that. Um, and like I was saying a second ago, the Kuat drive yards, uh, the first cutscene is still not progressing properly, and they're aware of that. So that makes sense. And you said that was uh, the, that it wouldn't progress if anybody hit space, right? Um, you know, I don't know if that's still the space bar thing. Let me open it up, actually. Uh, still not progressing. The team is, it, it doesn't say if it's still a space bar thing or just something else. So um, hopefully they fix that soon. And then. Uh, the last thing I'm going to say for SWOTOR, because uh, we're going to move on here, is... Uh, Spit it out, my friend. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, cannot multi... Okay, so guild issues. Uh, so somebody was saying they can't select multiple people in a guild window anymore right. and assign them all a something, right. for example. So what it comes down to, as Eric said, it's still possible you have, the con- you have to continue to hold down the modifier key which is controller shift. So just like in any word processor or whatever, um, you have to hold it down. So he says, example, hold control or shift. And it's like multiple guild members continue to hold it um, and, and do that action on all of them. So that's pretty cool. Um, So there's a workaround. Maybe that wasn't always the way it was. He says, if you hold control or shift, select multiple guild members and then let go of the modifier key. uh, When you right click, it will only select the member you right clicked on. So you have to, um, you have to hold the, you can't have to continue it. to hold the key. Yeah, you can't hold it, select, let go, and then right click. Exactly. You've got to keep the, the the modifier key down. Yeah. Got it. It makes sense. Yeah. But also, maybe clunky. Yeah, because that's not like how it is in Windows. Exactly. 
Um, all right, man. Anything else you want to talk about with Sabotor? No, I think it's time to move on to the Wars and the Stars. Well, we don't have a lot of Wars and Stars, but there are stars in the Wars. <laughs> Stupid. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. What you started. Damn it, man. Over my bumper, really? Yeah, really. Oh, because editing's so easy. I'm just kidding. Alright, let's move on. So Star Wars time. Uh discussion topics, dude. I threw in here uh the headline, and I only really want to talk about the headline. I did read the article, but um I wanna think I wanna see what you think about what the headline is implying. Um, apparently there's a YouTube video attached to this. I haven't watched, but I did look at the, you know, TLDR or whatever and, and, and see what it was about. But are Star Wars theories to blame for The Last Jedi's divisiveness? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm totally on board with that concept because the thing is, is people are putting their own preconceived notions onto the content when we really had no idea what, what Ryan Johnson was going to do. Yeah. I mean, we had no earthly idea and so when you do when you do fan theories like that you're gonna 99.99 percent of them are gonna be wrong and look and i and i'm all for i honestly man you and i have sat here how many times behind the the mark behind the mic and and try to figure out what's gonna be what and what's gonna happen all butthurt when our theories don't pan out but my thing is is i don't i and and i don't get hung up so much to the fact that like this is my theory, and if it's not this, I'm gonna hate the movie. Like that's just not the approach that I take on it. But and, I, and I'm not 100 sure that's what he's saying. And he, from what I understand from the write up, he kind of went off in some tangents. Yeah, I'm, I'm and not stuff, gonna. But, I'm not gonna go all hashtag not my canon. Yeah, but well, my thing is, it's like I get that. Like we have our fan theories, and our job as Star Wars fans, really, um, the truest and craziest of us, we sit around and we'll talk about this stuff till we're blown in the face. Absolutely. But when I go to the films, um, outside of what I saw in the trailers, I'm like, all right, so here's, here's what I got. And I'm okay with it because, and, and, and as we talked about before, I'm super stoked with how the last Jedi turned out because it didn't go the way I thought. Exactly. Like I'm so stoked with the fact that it was a different direction, you know? So, um, any other thoughts on that? I know I completely concur. I mean, you and I, you know, we're beating a dead horse here with, you know, why we like the, the last Jedi. Yeah. But I, I totally agree. I mean, like we, we always talk about how we, we do have our own theories and we like to speculate with the other fan theories, but that's all they are. They're theories. I'm glad I was not, not necessarily right, but on the right track, at least with the fact that, uh, Ray's parents were going to be nothing. And, and I'm glad that happened because I, I, and this is going to sound weird. I didn't actually want any of our theories to be correct. And so that actually made sense for it to be nobody. Exactly. In that, you know, not a Kenobi, not a Skywalker, just just some same daughter with, of a person. Same thing with Snoke so far. Yeah. So same far. thing with Anakin. Same thing with Luke. Yeah. Like these people were, you know, well, I guess not Luke, but... uh well, it's like we. I think I. I think I said it not last week or the week before, but you know, I was I was paraphrasing. Uh, you know, um, 
Dr. Malcolm in mm-hmm. Jurassic Park, you know, the force or life will find a way. You know, that's the whole concept. Yeah, exactly. What I love, though, is did you see the thing that uh, Ryan Johnson tweeted out this week from the Visual Dictionary? There was a lot going on from him this week. Well, because he did a lot of interviews. Yeah. But my favorite one was that uh, people were complaining about um, Luke doing his projection. Right. Right? Well, it actually turns out in the Jedi Codebook that was released, like, what, eight years ago? There's actually a documented Jedi talent in there no way that and he, it says exactly that's where he got it from oh that's awesome and I, and I like that kind of stuff i like the fact that like we're seeing the force work in ways we haven't seen before it's not just straight excuse me force choke the jedi mind trick you know lightsaber wielding all this stuff it's like right. okay what else can the force do what else can a jedi master do you know and i think that's super important um anyway so what else we got? No, I and and let's 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 approach that. Uh, Evan brings up a point. He says, um, "People wanted more Luke in the next film. We're still gonna get him. Yeah, he's he's, he's gonna come back as a Force ghost, just like Ben Kenobi did, just like in, Yoda did, just like Yoda did in in um, you know Empire and and Jedi. So I think that's we're gonna get. And, and, you know, he makes the point of saying, "See you around, kid. He's gonna be back. Exactly. He's not done. Yeah, no, he's yeah. Which is important. Exactly." Um, we've got a little bit of uh, Last Jedi news here. Um, well, actually, first, before we get to Last Jedi, um, one of the directors of uh, a lot of Hands- Handmaid's Tale episodes um, is a woman named Raid Morano. Did you watch any of that? I have not, but I heard they're very good. My wife watched it. She said it was good. Um, but she's been on the shortlist for directing some of the upcoming Star Wars stuff. Oh, really? She's okay. come out and said, no, she's not. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, they haven't signed her to anything. Yeah. But I think it would be awesome to get a female director. No, and I think if I know Kathleen Kennedy, which I don't, um, but if I know like the type She'll of yeah, she's gonna want that to happen sooner rather than later for sure. Honestly, I think it would be a great idea if they. I mean, they, there was talks about them trying to get Ava DuVernay uh, in. Um, I think it would be a great idea for them to bring in um, <laughs> Bob Newhart. Yeah, I think it would be great to try to bring uh, um, Patty Jenkins over once she's done yeah. Wonder Woman too. Absolutely, for sure. Um, I'll. <laughs> Yeah, the Bob Newhart in 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 uh, Big Bang. That's perfect. Exactly. He'll be just sitting around waiting to see what happens, right? Yep. <laughs> All right, man. So last Jedi stuff. Let's talk about the big one. Yeah, well, the Oscar nominations came out this week, and we'll get to a little bit more later. But uh, Last Jedi was nominated for four Oscar noms, um, which is pretty standard for any major sci-fi movie, right? Um, um let me guess, because I didn't look at this. Um, costuming, visual effects, music. And maybe a supporting actor, but probably not. No, didn't get the supporting actor, which is what I was hoping for. Okay. Mark Hamill. All right. Um, John Williams is nominated for score. Um, and uh, he's good. Going to be going up against um, Hans Zimmer for Dunkirk, Carter Burwell for Three Billboards Outside Evans, right. Alexander Desplat, who's probably the front runner. Zimmer did um, Dunkirk, huh? Yeah. That guy's a for man. Shape of Water and him. Johnny Greenwood for the Phantom Thread. Okay, it's also for sound editing. A sound. Um, okay, and uh, it's also up for uh, sound mixing. Yeah, and then the last one is up for uh, outstanding visuals. All right, nice. Yeah, it used to be um, you would usually get uh, visual effects uh, 
sound effects, sound mixing. The things I said. Right. And that's the same thing that, that Phantom Menace got. Yeah. Um, of course, Phantom Menace lost them all. Of course. To The Matrix. Yeah, the major. Oh, that was a tough year. Um, and I'm with you, Evan. I mean, honestly, man. I mean, it is the same in the gaming industry. I mean, we do expect too much, and 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 I think on top of expecting too much, we expect certain things, and we we live in a in an age now and teaching teenagers. Oh my God, we live in this age where people are very entitled, and it's oh, like yeah. I deserve this yeah, in my fandom. <laughs> you know, no, but think about it. Just I did. But but it, but if you think about it, I deserve this in my fandom. My fandom should give me X, Y, and Z. Oh, absolutely. And if I don't get X, Y, and Z, then it is not my fandom anymore, or I'm going to cause a big stink, or I'm exactly. going to be upset. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think that's kind of where I'm coming from when I say like, you know, uh, you know, we we. It, it reminds me very it, much of when uh, when it was real that Dumbledore was gay. Yeah, it's one thing to have a. F- uh, it's one thing to have a fan theory. It's another thing to say it's my fan theory or bust. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. And so I just, I just think that that's it, it gets, uh, it gets a little complicated, honestly. And I don't know. I, I don't, I don't really carry the way. I just want to see my Star Wars movies. I want like, to be entertained. That's, yeah, that's same the here. Only thing. And if I, and if you bring the problem is when you bring bring preconceived notions into a thing you're always going to be let down. Absolutely. You know? And so you go into it with as much open mind as you can, be flexible, reflect, and then see how you feel after that, you know? So that's where I'm at with it. Um, <laughs> Blaze said, hey, now that makes sense. He's yeah. one of my students. All right. So let's move on to Domino Gleason. Yeah, so that? this is actually funny. Um, there was some backlash, speaking of preconceived notions. Uh, Domino Gleason, who plays uh, Hux in the films, he asked Ryan Johnson for Hux's big moment and the big moment may not be what you think it is. And I'm going to open this up and I'm going to read the line here real quick. He says, <clears throat> he says that was one moment I asked Ryan for Gleason told IMDb general Hux is like a kick dog for the whole movie. He just keeps on getting thrown into stuff and bullied. And I was like, I wouldn't like people to forget that he's also a really nasty piece of work and could have an effect on the way things move forward. So the moment was brief, but what it did show was that Hux is more than a follower um, to go along with whatever he's told to do. So much of the film was him doing stuff. And he says, uh, the moment they're talking about, and he's, uh, let me find the link. He says, shortly after, short, sorry, shortly after, shortly after Kylo rebels against Supreme Leader Snoke, Hux enters the throne room to figure out what happened, only to realize Kylo is to blame for the catastrophe. Honing his inner evil, Hux instinctively reaches for a weapon to reprimand Kylo, only to realize that if Kylo was powerful enough to confront Snoke, there's no way he could come out on top. Um, and so I think what's interesting is it's not what he did, but his intention. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's a very good point. Yeah, and I and I like and I like the subtle subtle subtlety there. That's what that's know? one thing. Domino Gleason is actually a very underrated actor. Um uh, he's been in, I mean, he was in the Harry Potter movies. He played Bill Weasley. I mean, his dad is, is Brendan Gleeson who played Mad-Eye Moody. He did play Weasley, didn't he? Yeah. Huh. Well, he played Bill Weasley, the oldest brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Um, the one that marries Fleur de la Cour. But, right. um, he's also been in, in uh, a lot of other things. I, he did, uh, About Time with Rachel McAdams. But uh, he just did uh, the new movie with uh, Tom Cruise this year, American Maid, mm. where he's a CIA handler. And he was really good in that. Right. Uh, so yeah, I like that he was like, look, 
this is a subtle thing that I think this should be part of the movie, right? And Ryan Johnson, which, from what we're understanding, he's pretty flexible when it comes to how the story's being told. Yes. Um. All right, so solo movie. Uh, have we confirmed that it did not come out today? I'm looking at it right now. Uh, so here's the thing. There was a trailer rumored to finally be released this week. Um, the rumor was it was going to be today along the sides of some movie that was coming out today or tomorrow. What was it? Um, let me find it real quick. Uh, the rumor is it's January tw- uh, Wednesday, January 24th. Uh, the trailer alongside with The Maze Runner, uh, The Death Cure, which will be released the following Friday. So I don't think it's a thing, but it would be really cool if it was. If not, if it was, we'd watch it right now. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. So the runtime, uh, speaking of the solo movie, uh, and next week, by next week, hopefully we have the trailer and we'll we'll, we'll break it down. It looks like it. what they might be doing is holding it until Black Panther, which is in three weeks. Yeah. Um, because that's also when the new Deadpool 2 trailer will open. Right, which I have later in the show. Deadpool 2 trailer is supposed to come along with uh, Black Panther as well. Um, and, and the runtime for Han Solo movie is supposed to be a little under two and a half hours long. Um, that's actually longer than I thought. Yeah, me too. Uh, two hours and 23 minutes. So, uh, But yeah, man. I'm, I, was gu- I was guessing closer to two. Yeah. Uh, I threw this in here, and, and I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I threw this under merchandise. You had something about Funko. And I think it's a it's an interesting no, this is important. yeah it's an interesting transition. Toys R Us is closing 180 stores um, and declaring bankruptcy. Um, there's not all their stores are closing, but as part of the bankruptcy deal, they have to close a bunch of stores. Um, yeah, because I, because they're, if I remember correctly, they're going through Chapter Seven and mm, not Chapter Eleven. Yeah, and what Chapter Seven does is it allows you to, to uh, do some uh, organizational. Uh, Reorganization of right. the organization, and, and 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 from a, from what I'm gleaning from the article, that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, it's so, mostly to pay off creditors. But what's interesting about this is what? What do you think? I don't know. No, no, I'm just saying. Like, well, I, I th- the what I think is the biggest deal. We have is a that, brick and mortar store. Well, it's a brick and mortar <laughs> store, but the, the Toys R Us is like the last holdout. I mean, I remember yeah. when KB Toys went went bankrupt. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I. Remember, I used to manage music stores. Mm-hmm. And there was a domino effect of music stores going bankrupt. And it's just it's it's kind of funny because my next story is about Funko sales, and it's the fact that uh, Entertainment Earth is having a sale of buy four get five, uh, buy four get the fifth one free. Yeah, and Think Geek is having forty percent off sale right now. It's all online. That's all online. It's all online. And, and granted, and- there is a Funko store. Uh, it's more like you have your 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 brand name. Um, flagship stores, and then everything else is on. Right, and so what I worry about, and I, 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 you know, after we watch the Ready Player One trailer and Trailer Time and all this stuff, my thing is like, and I get like people primarily will buy things online for the most part now, but brick and mortars are sticking around. I feel like it's a, it's only a matter of time. And as an owner of a brick and mortar store, I'd like to think like, holy crap, like, how long are we going to hold out? You know what I mean? Like, if Toys R Us, Toys R Us was like, oh my God, I could walk into Toys R Us when I was a kid. My favorite thing to do was walk down the video game aisle. And the video game aisle was like this beautiful machine of like efficiency. Like I could walk through and I I would grab a tag. It wasn't a box. It was nothing. It was like, I'm going to take this tag and I'm going to take it up there and they're going to give me a video game. And that was like 
for me, like the coolest freaking thing ever. Like, you know why it was a tag? Yeah, because people stole shit. Yeah. Uh, no, I get it. But like, but for me, it was like, this is cool. I have this tag. This is my game in my hand. It's your, it's your Wonka golden ticket. Exactly. And so for me, it was like, it was super cool. Um, Toys R Us. I mean, there was stuff on the shelves that you could walk by. You could touch it. Yep. Um, there's something to be said about being able to walk into a store oh, and, 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 and buy a toy and, and pick something. But again, in 2018, I'm totally aware of how much I buy online even though I own a brick, brick and mortar store, right? So, I mean, I'm not buying what I sell online, obviously, but that aside, um, I don't know. We'll see where this goes, man. But Toys R Us going, filing bankruptcy is is a red flag, I think, for, yeah, you know, for, I think for collectors and stuff, right? Yeah. I don't think not so much for collectors because your average collector doesn't go to the store. It's really- I, I guess early releases of stuff. like Because yeah. Toys R Us was a place like, and Walmart and Target. Like, they all have their exclusives. That's kind of yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, like, okay. you go there. Like, Toys R Us had their certain uh, figure, you know, Star Wars figure and stuff like that. Right. You know what I mean? So Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny that, um, I mean, I remember when I was working for Walmart, you had specific people that would uh, that would come in um, on Hot Wheel Day. Yeah. Because there are people that collect Hot Wheels. And um, the thing is, now you can just pre-order it and it'll get shipped to your place by Amazon drone. Yeah, and that's the thing. And you can get it probably sooner than you would get it if you just order it online. Exactly. Depending on how close you live to uh, an Amazon outlet or whatever. But anyway. All right, man. So are we done with Star Wars? Uh, yeah, we're done with Star Wars. <sighs> I felt like I was ranting a lot. Am I ranting a lot? You're a ranter. <laughs> I'll, I'll remember that. All right, here we go. Let's uh, see if we can get the bumper right this week. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Hey, Caledorn. Yeah, I appreciate you loving my ranting, because, oh boy. At least someone does. Uh, I hate you so much. All right, so we're going to do some ranting here. Um, So... We have we always start with the bad news in this segment. This is our usual roundup. We're gonna talk about all things pop culture, movies, and we TV. Lost, yeah, we lost a Titan yesterday. Yeah, we did. Um, um, I mean, I'm sure you've actually read her. I haven't read her stuff. Actually, the first thing that popped in my mind when when uh, I mean, I'm bearing the lead here, but we lost Ursula Le Guin yesterday. Yeah, um, one of the, the the one of the Titans, a female uh, sci-fi writer. Indeed, um, sci-fi we, and fantasy. Yeah, she's 88 years old. Um, First time, first time I ever heard of her was in the movie uh, the Jane Austen Book Club. Oh, that's funny. Because the guy who gets wrangled into being part of the book club talks the girl he likes into reading Ursula Le Guin. <laughs> I read her stuff, um, some of her stuff back w- before I can even remember. Like I'm talking middle school ish, like long time ago stuff. Um, I don't. I, I have very little memory of it. I know the author, and I and I'd like to actually kind of go back and dive back through some of it. But you know, it's, it's, it's it's sad, dude. You know, if you have it's it's definitely a chick movie. And if you haven't seen the Jane Austen book club, go see it because there's this wonderful scene where he is taking her into a into a used bookshop into mm. the sci fi fantasy section, and he's talking about he grew up with his mom and sisters, and so he was always surrounded by women. 
Yeah. And so when he was like, sounds familiar. When he was like nine years old, his father took him out back and said, I'm going to show you this wonderful. It wasn't nudie mags or anything. It was, it was like Isaac Asimov and Arthur C. Clarke and all this stuff. He goes, this is our own secret guy's world (laughs) until he realized that a lot of the, the guys that were doing the writing were actually females, were were females that were writing under pin names. I love it. I love it. And so, but it's, it's this realization and she's like, and so you're still surrounded by women. And he's like, right. but they're such great writers. Oh, absolutely. And it's just, I, I highly recommend it because it's actually an underrated film. Yeah. Well, and uh, my sister-in-law actually sent me a text yesterday. And I, I have it. I actually didn't remember till now. She sent me a video, um, I think, about Ursula Gwynn. Uh, doing a talk at a convention or something um and it, it reminded her of me because i mean i i write fantasy i love science fiction it's just something that i love and um losing um a titan of, of fantasy and sci-fi is 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 a moment so yeah i mean losing um, her is like losing arthur c Clarke. And, absolutely and yeah, yeah. or um, card when he goes away it's gonna be seems oh yeah same thing um so what do we got what do you want to do like with said, this? Yeah, Oscar nominations came <laughs> out this week. Uh, the, you know, we're not going to go over the whole thing. I mean, we could say the big thing: Shape of Water, the Benicio del Toro movie, got thirteen nominations. There were some snubs. There were some great ones. I just want to make a couple of major points. Um, the the big one that I love is Jordan Peele. Yeah, uh, who kind of got shut out for the most part at the Golden Globes for nominations. Um, got not got a tri a trifecta. He got nominated for producer because he produced his movie. So right. he got nominated for Best Picture, which for Get Out, which is what the the producers get that. He got nominated for Best Director for Get Out. And he got nominated for Best Screenplay for Get Out. Oh, wow. Um, he is only the third person in Hollywood history to be nominated for all three of those categories on his first movie. And the other two were Warren Beatty in 78 for Hairspray, or okay. 73 for Hairspray, okay, and James L. Brooks in 1983 for Terms of Endearment. Oh, wow. Um, two other titans in the industry. Um, so just just wonderful. I would love I, I'd love to see how this shakes out. And also, I also haven't watched the film yet. Oh, it's fantastic. It's also the most profitable film of the year. Yeah. Because it made, I think it was $288 million worldwide. Okay. It cost $4.5 million to make, I think. So, uh, yeah. Wow. So huge, huge amount. And it's a horror movie, right? Yeah. And it's actually the... If, I have a hard time. I don't know. Should I watch well, it? Not, Do you think for me... It's like, not your typical... It's not like it. Right? Okay. It's not like... I mean, there are there's a few jump scares, but it's not like gory okay. anything like that um but actually it's i think it has the it's not gonna it's more work. psychological it's definitely psychological yeah, okay. it's, it's much more in the vein of like science of the lamps okay i can deal with that all right man well um, also sorry yeah please uh, the important things about this is we had our first um major category nomination for a superhero movie i mean superhero movies tend to get i mean like uh, gardens of the galaxy got a nomination this sure. year um freaking uh, what you call it one oscar Suicide Squad? Yeah, Suicide Squad won an Oscar <laughs> last year. Um, but the thing is, is James Mangold yeah. was also nominated for Best Screenplay for Wolver- uh, for Logan. For Logan. So first major, of the five, of the uh, of the six major categories, uh, this is the first one to get it. Well, a lot of people thought that Wonder Woman might get it, maybe Patty Jenkins. Yeah. Wonder Woman was shut out. Yeah. Unfortunately, in Unfortunately. This, this very uh, uh, feminist-heavy year, sure. for that not to get a nomination of any kind was a little bummer. I thought yeah. it at least it would get costuming. I'm actually pretty surprised by that. Yeah, I thought it would at least get costuming. And the fact that there's allowed to be um, up to 10 films nominated for Best Picture and only nine got nominated 
And because they could have thrown that one. Well, it's a there's a minimum standard. I mean, a minimum vote count. But the thing is, is one one made so many top ten lists. Sure, that one could have possibly gotten. What else? Um, also, speaking, Logan could have gotten there. Well, and also speaking of Logan, it also won, uh, not won, but is uh, nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. Right. Which is a big deal. And I have that later in the show, which we can actually just probably just talk about right now. But that's a big deal considering the fact that it's the first comic book movie yes. to be nominated in that category. Yeah. Which is a big deal for a bigger deal than people think, only in that. Because dismi- people dismiss it as literature. Sure. And it's like, okay, so an adapted screenplay, it makes sense. So you have content out there about a thing, and then you adapt it and make it into a screenplay. And yeah, this not, is the first one that come from the comic verse, yeah, comic not, book universe. Yeah, it's not always Cormac McCarthy getting changed into screenplay. Exactly. And so I thought that was a, a pretty cool thing to acknowledge. So Absolutely. Anyway. I'm I'm actually I might actually watch the Oscars this year just because there's so much going on that I'm I'm into. So Yeah, one thing I did like though is uh um the Oscars kind of took. I mean, for one thing, the uh, the Academy kicked Harvey Weinstein out this year. He's no longer part right. of the Academy, and he has a long history with the Academy. Um, but James Franco didn't get nominated when he won the Golden Globe for Disaster Artist. Wow! Um, so he didn't get nominated. Um, they're probably not going to have Casey Affleck back to present because yeah, probably not. He's paid off women, right? Um, it's well, it's it's, it's rocky right now. Exactly. You know. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, best special effects, Guardians. Uh, visual. I think visual, visual effects. effects. Yeah. Yeah. Blade was bringing that up. Cool. Um. So we'll be coming back to Oscar stuff. When are the Oscars? Yeah, uh, Oscars are uh, end of February, I think. So we'll we'll be getting to it in about another three or four weeks. Yeah. So we'll be coming back to it for sure. Uh, real reviews. What do we got? Um. Yeah. Oh, so, what? Okay. Well, you know the talking about um. Talk about this at the brand, end of last year, right? Well, talking about brands that are having a rocky time. We talked about how uh, Universal was doing their Dark Universe centered around the Mummy reboot, mm-hmm. and they were going to do the Mummy and Bride of Frankenstein and Invisible Man, and all. And they already had it all cast. Um, and the Invisible Man is the is the Johnny Depp one, right? They lost their writer, so they're just trying to bring somebody back in because um, mm-hmm. that was supposed to be the next movie, and then after that was going to be. Uh, Jekyll and Hyde with um, Russell Crowe. Right, it's starting to th- it's starting to feel like the Dark Universe might be fizzling. It is fizzling. I mean, it lost its its creative mind. That was the one we talked about a couple months. Yeah, ago. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that they lost its creative mind. But it's frustrating because it's such great stories. And if done right, it'd be great. Yeah, but and actually, I don't think the, the Mummy was. I don't think it was. I don't think the Mummy was as bad as everyone thought it was. I just. Think I didn't was, see it. There's but... a backlash against Tom Cruise. There's, yeah, there is. And, mm. It's a it's just it the Scientology stuff yeah, and, it, and everything it else. And yeah. It wasn't great. Yeah, but it wasn't. I mean, especially you know coming against like Logan. Yeah, yeah, about for sure. The same time, Logan was just so far out and beyond what everyone else was. Oh, doing. totally. It was just like just an awesome Western awesomeness. Um, hey, so this Walking Dead lawsuit. Yes. Have you heard anything well, about this? There's a few different Walking Dead lawsuits going on right now. I don't really know too much about the wrongful death one. This one has to do with the stunt man. That yeah, died. The, the stunt man that died. Yeah. Um, the one that I know about is that Frank Darabont is suing again mm. because he feels because he was the showrunner in the first season, right? Um, and the executive producer, and then he got booted from the show, and he's sued a couple times. He's got money from lost earnings. Got it. And he's suing again. Yeah. So the the article I have in here has to do with the uh, the stunt man thing. Um, they were trying to squash it. They were trying to, you know, and this is all legal stuff, but I think it's really interesting. Um, it's not, uh, it's a lot of money that they're talking about. Oh yeah. And it's, it's kind of crazy. And I, well, you're going to get, 
and there's going to be huge sums of money in any wrongful deaths. Well, sure, but I mean, um, we'll kind of keep an eye on this and see and see where it goes. Well, it's like the because uh, there was a there's also a death on uh, Deadpool two. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, there was. the woman that got decapitated going through the uh, the, the window. Right. Um, so I mean, it happens, and that's part, I hate to say it, this part of their job. Right. It's a 33 year old stunt man, John um, Burnecker. Uh, passed away after an accident on set. Uh, filed a wrongful death lawsuit against AMC and their and their parties. Um, this was last summer. This was in July. Uh, let's see. He's a twenty-two. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So this is interesting. I don't know. Um, we'll have to keep an eye on this one and see how it pans out. Uh, Animaniacs, dude. Yeah, no, we well, we talked about that, that. That's getting a reboot, so it looks yeah. like they got their showrunner. They got a showrunner, and um, I didn't recognize the name. I don't think. Let me find it. Oh yeah, according to a report from Deadline, uh, I'm going to say that's Wesley, even though it's spelled W E L L E S L E Y. Wellesley. Okay, whatever. Wellesley Wild. Who worked with Seth MacFarlane on uh, Family Guy? Oh, cool! And both ten movies is going to be, and it served as co-executive producer on the Orville. Has been announced as the executive producer and showrunner for the cartoon, which okay. I think is good. It's That's good. awesome. I, if you haven't watched Orville, Orville's great. Oh, I love Orville uh, so much. Uh, okay. Um. Yeah, so I'm excited Animaniacs is coming back. By the way, if you haven't had a chance to go to the YouTube channel for Nerdist, and the guy who does the voice of uh, Yakov um, uh, does a show on there where he does weird voices of other characters. So it's a really kind of cool little uh, show that they do on um, uh, on the Nerdist channel. Yeah, totally. Um I loved Animaniacs, man, and I can't wait. I, I'm actually pretty stoked about the reboot. Yeah, so. and they, they actually they did a uh, on Nerdist. I want to say it was about six months ago. They had the guy in, and you know the the whole the song where he sings the countries of the world. Yeah, he I love that. He did a, a renew a renewed one where it has all the new countries. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, thanks for the heads up. By the way, I'm terrible at changing um, yeah, titles is. of Jeez. sections. God damn it! <laughs> All right, so tell me about RoboCop. I don't know, dude. I don't even understand this. Okay, so RoboCop apparently is getting a direct sequel. The first RoboCop. Especially since there's already a two and a there's three. There's like two and a three. And there's there a, a reboot. There's a whole thing. Um, I, 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 read, never, I never thought the RoboCop movies were that great anyways. And, and that's kind of what the article talks about. They're not that great. It's like, um, there's all kinds of stuff. So, how do I want to say this? So, one of the film's co-creators, Ed... Uh, Newmaner, uh recently teased that he's currently working on a sequel to the original 1987 film. He says, I had seen early screenings and people laughed at it, so I thought, oh, it might be successful. And it was more successful than anybody really knew it would be. And so really, he says, I didn't expect to be talking about it 30 years later. It was kind of a start to my career. And later we did Starship Troopers, which I love. Oh, um, I love Starship Troopers. And then he says... Uh, which is an enormous movie. It took forever. And then he goes on and he says, okay, so <laughs> here's what I'll say. We're not supposed to say too much. There's been a bunch of other RoboCop movies and there was recently a remake. And I would say this would be kind of like going back uh, to the old RoboCop we all love and starting there and going forward. Actually, you know what this reminds me a lot is what they're doing with Terminator because mm-hmm. they're basically ignoring three 
Salvation and Genesis. Yeah. And the next Terminator movie is going to be a direct sequel to Tr- Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, dude? I I didn't I was never all that attached to RoboCop in general. I wasn't. I always thought, you know, it's it, even though they're nothing alike, whenever I saw RoboCop, I'm like I'd rather be watching Judge Dredd. Yeah. And it's like I I <laughs> I would just be rather watching Insert a Thing, you know, in my <laughs> in my head. And so, I don't know. That's kind of where I was at with uh, RoboCop. But, I mean, if they're going to do a direct sequel, I'm actually willing to go back. All the 80s talk and all the talk of movies that I've seen as as a kid, I would like to go back and revisit some of these films, see how they stand up. I well, mean, like the, I mean, the, 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 uh, dude, can I fumble over my words anymore? I wish you would. The Stallone Judge Dredd was mm. very tongue in cheek and very, oh, cheesy. for sure. But the uh, the the reboot that they did with uh, Luke Evans, who ended up playing Gaston in the mm. Beauty and Beast movie. Oh yeah, uh, I thought was it Luke Evans? No. Oh, Keith, uh, Carl Urban. That's who it is. Carl Urban. It's a totally different name. Totally different name into a different actor, but they look similar. <laughs> I hope it's a different actor. Uh, but uh, uh, I I loved it. I thought that the new the new one was much far superior. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and here's the thing, like. We are in an age of reboots, and uh, so them rebooting something that came from the 80s makes a lot of sense. You know what they need to reboot, but do it based on the book and not on the original movie? The Running Man. Running Man? I loved the Running Man movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Oh. But it's based on a Stephen King book. How obscure could that be? Yeah, I'm with you. But it's based on a Stephen King book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved about the... The movie, it all takes place in like a four square block. It's probably in development. Remember that story from last week? I was saying all of Stephen King's stuff's in development. The the original movie all takes place in like a four block area. And I think Jesse Body Ventura and uh, Jim Uh, Brown and everything, which is really, I mean, it was cheesy. But the the concept of the original book is that the the running man, whoever's running at the moment, has to survive for a year uh, for a month and not just for a week uh, oh. and they could go anywhere in the world with false identities and everything all right so well and yes it is technically richard bachman steve thank you but, but speaking of king. speaking of stephen king transition i know that's why i did it uh you're the man um so riverdale okay because this was in if you tuned into our uh last show of the year we talked about things we were stoked about over the year um and one of mine was riverdale yes. I, I really enjoyed i really enjoyed the show but to stay uh riverdale is supposed to stage a stephen king inspired musical episode that would be cool i mean that's just i mean that's magical dude that, that, sounds, that would that would be cool that sounds amazing because that's the it? funny thing is is like I, I mean, I've read The Gunslinger, but I've n- I haven't read all the Dark Tower stuff. Yeah. The Stephen King stuff I like is the the more grounded, uh, like, like I like The Running Man. I liked... Uh, did you ever read uh, Apt Pupil was the short no, story they did? I, I've I, seen the movie. That thing is nuts. I, I loved Green Mile. I loved... Uh, yeah, Green Mile's good. The, uh, um, uh, Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. Okay. You know, the uh, all the stuff that actually ended up being turned into, like, dramas is sure. not... Well, it it turns out the Riverdale episode is going to be called A Night to Remember, and it's going to be framed as a documentary by Jughead. Okay, that's interesting. Which I think is cool. And is that for this season? Uh, I think it's for the... 
I don't know, actually. Because it's really interesting because if you notice, all the episode titles for the season are named after. In April, it says. Are all named after horror mm-hmm. movies. It says in April. Yep. So below you can read the official announcement from Riverdale High Drama Department. Oh, cool. Uh, where is it? Anyway, there's a bunch of references to Carrie um, and that kind of thing. So it says, the Riverdale High Drama Department, in conjunction with Lodge Family, is pleased to present as its spring production, Carrie, the musical, a dark yet catchy uh, cautionary tale exploring the gritty realities of small town high school life. Future uh, Tony winner Kevin Keller helms as director combining iconic elements from the novel 1976 movie, 1988 Broadway production, 1912, or sorry, 2012 Off-Broadway revival, and 2013 remake to create a retro yet timeless interpretation of Stephen King's horror classic. Additionally, a behind-the-scenes documentary following the making of Carrie the Musical will be filmed by student videographer and journalist Jughead Jones. That's kind of badass, dude. Yeah, kind of cool, yeah. I think that's cool. Um... I really like the show, so I'm in. I'm in like Flynn in a bin, as they say. Uh, I say that. what they say. Oh, I say it. So, Riverdale actress wants Kevin Smith to direct an episode. Um, I think this is only a matter of time, especially... Everybody wants Kevin Smith to do everything. But here's the thing. Everybody wants Kevin Smith to do a thing, but... uh, (laughs) I'm trying to find the actress. The actress who plays Hermione Lodge, who is um, the mom. Of uh, Veronica Large. Um, yeah, she's a good actress. Like she's her. a great actress. Um, she says, uh, he, she, she took to Twitter to ask Smith uh, to uh, direct an uh, episode of Riverdale. While Smith said that he would be there if Greg Berlanti asked him to, because obviously he's done the Berlanti stuff. Yes. Uh, the filmmaker went on to say the show was doing perfectly fine themselves and really didn't need him, poking a bit of fun at his film yoga hosers. I think this is, is on true, one of his podcasts, has, I mean, he, obviously. He's done, he's done Supergirl and he's done the superhero sure. stuff. But he also has a history of doing um, dark uh, comedy. Yeah, absolutely. Because he did Reaper. Yeah. So I'm, um, I, I'll see where this goes. I imagine he'll get there eventually. So um, Cool. <laughs> porkies. <laughs> nice, dude. Uh, all right. Disney? Oh. Uh, I'm not going to go through this, but I have a link in the show notes that has to do with uh, Disney's first look at the Incredibles 2 characters. And they kind of list them all off, cool. and there's a whole thing. There's little blurbs for them. Well, so. th- what it was, even though it's been, what, 14 years since mm-hmm. the, the last Incredibles movie? Shoot. It takes that place, long? Yeah, it takes place directly after. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no time jump. I didn't realize it had been that long. Yeah, it's been a while. Wow. Since they've done it, they've had three Cars movies. <laughs> It's a lot of cars. Yeah. All right. So uh, Netflix news. Uh, Netflix is going to stream a live action full metal alchemist movie, which did well in Japan from what I understand from the article. Yeah, that's what, what I hear. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited about this. I would really like to see this. Um, I imagine, I think it's going to be subtitled because the only reason I didn't put the trailer in there was because I think it was in Japanese, but um, I actually really um, am excited about this. Yeah, I actually, actually used to I'm, watch it. I'm not a huge anime fan. Yeah, I like it. Never anime. have been. Um, I mean, I, I've seen, um, uh, I mean, for your birthday last year, we went and saw um, no, Ghost I, in the Shell. Yeah, I almost said Eon Flux. Yeah, Ghost in the Shell. I've, I've seen the original Ghost in the Shell. I saw the original Eon Flux. I saw the remake Eon Flux. Yeah. It's like, America does not, does not do anime well. No, they don't. But um, I'm actually really, uh, really excited for this. It looks really good. 
Cool. All right. Uh, tell me about Stranger Things. New Force of Evil, dude. Well, oh, okay. I still I'm need just, to watch season two. I'm just messing You haven't watched season two. So those of you that have seen with season one and two, Stranger Things season three is supposed to deal with New Force of Evil. And the only reason I put this in here was mostly because I want to talk about Stranger Things. But uh, what I thought was intriguing is because if you've seen season two, Will, uh, not you, but the character Will, am I yelling? Am I too loud? No, I was trying not to spoil. It's not a spoiler. Okay. Uh, well, what it comes down to is um, he says they're going to give Will a break. Okay. Because he was going through some stuff in the second right. season. I, I told you I was going to keep a spoiler. Okay. Um, they're not going to put Will through hell for a third season in a row. <laughs> um, he'll be dealing with stuff, but it, it won't be rock bottom the way we forced the uh, amazing. And that kid is really good, by the way. Oh, um, yeah. they're, they're not going to force him through that. Um, and it also goes through and kind of says that um, they have a plan for the next uh, – they're roughly shooting for five seasons. Okay. Um, and it says uh, the world is wide open. This is David uh, Harper saying this, actually. Right. And he says the idea is to do four or five seasons. The Duffers have said, I feel like if we can do season two, we can do three, four, and five. No sweat. Um, the world is open, um, et cetera, et cetera. The Upside Down, it still exists. Um, all this stuff is still happening. So um, I'm intrigued by this and I really like the show. I think they need to, I think the fear is if they're going to keep going this far, they have to make sure they evolve with the kids because the kids are growing up super, super fast. Right, which is what Harry Potter did great. Yeah, exactly. And Harry Potter pulled it off pretty well. Right, which um, is what Lion, the Witch's Wardrobe has not done great. No, exactly. So um, I'm, I'm in, I'm in with that. I really enjoy the show. And I, I think if they do that right, and and they get that part of it, the the aging of the kids, right? It's going to be great. So anyway, and a new evil basically focusing on it's not going to be what people thought. One of the things was um, this is a, not a minor, a minor spoiler. A couple of characters get sprayed with something. Right. And they don't they're basically saying like a lot of the fan theories are like, oh, the next season is going to be them reacting to what they got sprayed with. And he's like and the Rooster Brothers like, yeah, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> so anyway, it cool. is what it is. Move on. Um, well, let's just skip the next one because we kind of talked about that at, during the Oscar period. Oh, the Oscar thing? Yep. Okay. Yeah, so we'll skip that one. Uh, big news out of Fox is Fox signed a three-movie deal with Ryan Reynolds and his production company, which, can you guess what the name is? Something about Deadpool. Maximum Effort. <laughs> I love it. That's great. But ironically enough, you know what the first movie coming out from the three-picture deal is? Clue. Clue. Yes. It is not Deadpool 2, which is already in the works, but... <laughs> No, they are doing. A I only re- knew that because I put it. They're story doing in there. a remake of Clue, and Clue is one of my favorite all-time. Yeah, no, you're movies. a big fan of that, and uh, I cannot wait. I, I honestly, I'm trying to think of which character he either has to play Mr. Body, not Mr. Body. Yeah, uh, well, the Butler, who's okay. really yeah. So the Tim Curry character, okay, or he's got to play the Michael McKean uh, uh, character of uh, uh, Mr. Green. All right, all right, and. Uh, Oh, I, I really hope he plays the Tim Curry character because that's going to be great. But it, it's it's going to be good because remember they they also just did a five uh, episode or uh, five issue run for the comics. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, that's exciting. Yeah, I love Clue. Speaking of Deadpool, um, we're gonna get a new trailer or the first trailer, I guess, official trailer. First official. Tra- we've just had teasers. Yeah, we're gonna get the first official trailer along with Black Panther. 
On February 16th. Yeah, it's about time because we're going to be getting in February. The movie comes out in what, July? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exciting. I'm stoked for that. Uh, let's get to Marvel news, dude. Yeah. Like we said, the, the, not only has, um, Ryan Reynolds, uh, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Johnson been doing a lot of interviewing, but the Russo brothers are doing a lot of interviews as they're going through post production of, uh, Infinity War. They're wrapping up, uh, principal photography on uh, the fourth one yeah fourth avengers and so they're talking about what is going to be after that um and they said they've it's been the the greatest working relationship of their careers but this is like two straight times climbing mount everest with these two movies (laughs) and they just they don't know what's next they they're not signed on for any contracts. oh they aren't okay no they're yeah they're not they're not yeah no i'm not signed for any contracts after that um but we'll see yeah and answer blaze question yes it is supposed to be a comedy clue well, hopefully. I mean, oh, yeah. They were, all, they were always comedies, right? Yeah, it's got to be. Um, so th- Darkish comedies, maybe. Yeah. But. Um, Thor so, Ragnarok? Yeah, tell me about Thor. So, God. So, welcome to 2018. So, Thor Ragnarok, um, the digital version accidentally got released a little early somehow. I don't know how. Um, and, of course, the the piracy folks jumped on it and... Started distributing it, so it's out well, there. Yeah, but it, it wasn't. It wasn't like it just like got released. It was actually released for sale, and then no, no, no. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It's just basically somebody actually made a, a basically a soft release date. Yeah. So well, I mean, the pirating aside, it's not as big an issue because they did sell it. So. Yeah, you know, pirating aside, uh, you know, it came out early a little bit, sort of for right. people. And uh, if you have it, enjoy it. It's a wonderful film. It is a very good film. <laughs> um, so we have a little bit of uh, Infinity War news. And we had talked about how uh, last week we especially talked about how Nerdist was uh, coming up with a fan theory that it might involve time travel. in the Oh, right. right. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about um, that. But now it looks like it might be, instead of time travel, it might be using the BARF system, which is the... Is this some, uh, you know card game no, that you buy at, no. at your comic book shop and you no this was the system that was shown the, at the beginning of civil war <laughs> where it showed uh tony stark the last day he met his parents so okay yeah oh yeah i got you and what it, what it could be is if we because we've seen in the trailer that basically thanos one punches uh iron oh, man yeah. Owns and him. if he's too hurt the only way to communicate with them might be through that system. Oh, interesting. And so that might be where we're getting the costuming uh, similarities to older movies. Oh, interesting. Okay. I like that idea. Yeah. Um, so basically the Russo brothers came out and said that there's a very big five-minute hint in Civil War to technology is going to be showing up in, and then that system was seen on set. So okay. um, that's probably going to be coming out more in Avengers 4, <clears throat> but it's basically in the works. Cool. So. Sounds good. Yeah, so, uh, so there's that. Um, also, uh, today, which is Wednesday, and uh, it's comic book release day, um, the first of the two-issue um, Avengers Infinity War prelude came out. And a lot of it takes place in Wakanda, obviously, because it's going to take place between Black Panther and Infinity War. Right. But also, if you remember the end of Civil War, that's where Bucky is being held in cryostasis. Absolutely, yep. Because he can't control his being controlled by words. Well, it turns out that the Wakandan scientists make a breakthrough, and they actually might be able to break through the brainwashing, Ooh. which is going to get him back on Capside for Infinity War. Okay. Uh, I am in. Cool. Uh, Black Widow. So, some Black Widow news, and we didn't talk about this last week. Yeah, no, we did. 
Did we? Because yeah. I feel like we didn't. No, we talked about how no. it was in the works. Okay, so it's in the works. It's rumored for a 2020 release date, which is something we, I think, we talk, maybe we talked about We did talk about, about the release date. Okay. Right? We, the, we, the, it was in the early talks. Um, we they, they don't have anybody signed on yet. Right, So, right, right. I mean, because there was talk about the Russo brothers might do it. Um, uh, Joss Whedon might come back to okay. do it because he's very uh, feminist. Yeah, like that's him. what we talked about. I remember that. Um, but he's so, over at DC doing, finishing up... Uh, Justice League and doing Batgirl, so. Yeah. So, the rumor is uh, 2020 release date. Okay. Which is good. Which um, makes sense because that was the the uh, the year that was slated for Inhumans. And so, they have a, a, a an opening for that year. Indeed. Uh, I'm going to open this up real quick. The Russo brothers actually made a comment about the film. Um, yeah, I read the article. It's, they're basically saying it's about time. Yeah. They're they're say- yeah, they're saying it's about time. Okay. So, you summed it up pretty well. Yeah. All right. So, um. I I'm hoping that maybe they have something to do with it. Whedon maybe or somebody, uh, someone that has experience with female characters, or and, God forbid, bring in a female director. Uh, oh, yeah, that would be something, yeah. wouldn't it? And uh, I think. Do you think? On that note, do you think it is time for Marvel Disney to bring in um, that female director? That and I'm sure Kathleen Kathleen Kennedy really wants. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know? um, and is this the film to do it is what I'm getting at. Uh, well, this isn't under Kathleen Kennedy's purview. It's under Kevin Feige's purview. Because remember, this is Oh, Marvel. right. This is Marvel. Um, okay. But Sorry. Feige's also very... I mean, you got to remember, he, he had uh, had uh, Patty Jenkins all lined up to do Thor The Dark World. True, true. Until she bailed out to go do Wonder Woman. Right, so, right, right. Um, you know, they've already lined up to have female... They, they I mean, the, the writer of Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, was the first uh, female main writer. So... They they're already true. there. They're just they're just they're there. They're just not there. They're late to the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so Captain Marvel. Speaking of women uh, superheroes, uh, the first set photos reveal Nick Fury and Maria Hill, yeah, which is a, pretty cool. It's about time because we actually haven't seen Nick Fury since uh, Age of Ultron. Uh, so it's was been, it Age of Ultron? Yeah. So it's been yeah. it's been almost three years. Yeah, it's been since a while. We've seen Nick Fury. Um, I, don't I love see Sammy. Yeah, I don't see how he cannot be in Infinity War, but nobody's seen him right. on set. Doesn't mean he's not there, but... Or they're going to say, like, he's not here because... Yeah, but it's so frustrating, especially since um, the whole upheaval that happened with um, uh, Civil War and then on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with the whole breakout of Hydra of having been there the whole time. Right, right. How does he not... And how did he not see that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um so we'll we'll keep an eye on uh, Captain Marvel, and I'm glad he's back at least. Yes, and he, he's going to be in movies again, so that's good. Um, last story I have in here is Ant Man the Wasp, dude. Um, and this is a, this is not really a big story, but it's I think in light of what we talked about last week and what's going on in pop culture right now, they're very much partners in the film. Yeah, actually, I think it's closer to something we mentioned two episodes ago, yeah. where we said that it's no longer being called Ant Man Two, right? It's actually being the main title is Ant Man and the Wasp, yeah. which it's always kind of been. But well, well, and the article talks about that's how it was in the comics. It was it wasn't like right. Ant Man and like then the Wasp is in the in the um, edition right. or no, whatever. It was actually it called Ant Man and yeah, the Wasp, exactly. So um, yeah, so it's very important. Plus, kind of touching based on what we did talk about last week, which was the phallic symbols on her uniform. Yeah, costume. that's what we talked about. Yeah, um, it, they're still there, but. Through some press releases, there's some pictures that are much more colorful. Yeah. And so it's not as... It's not as blatant. Maybe. Right. It's not yeah. as blatant. Um, but the thing is, is that also tends to get done for um, 
advertisements for uh, marketing reasons, and it might not actually be that way in the movie, but, you know, we'll see. I hear you, man. Um, anything else you want to throw out there? Anything else in the chat room? Or are we uh, good to go? Um, no, I think we're pretty good to go. It was a longer show than I thought. It was, but, you know, we kind of ranted a little bit. Are you trying to tell me I ranted? Ranter. Mm. Maybe that's the episode title. Marshall's the Ranter. The Ranter. Uh, anyway, thanks for tuning in to The Usual Podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google+, Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Find us on Twitter, at Darth Pops, and I am Will Griggs. Uh, iTunes, Stitch Radio, favorite podcatchers, download us, like us, share your friends, share it with your friends instead of share your friends. That's weird. Or share your friends. Or, I mean, share your friends, but I mean, as long as they're cool with it. I don't know. That's weird. Well, Steve's obviously not cool with your ranting. Mm, a little? Wow. Wow. Way to call him out there, bro. Bro. All right. So, um, <laughs> there are lots of ways to support us, uh, at the usual podcast. You can find us at teespring.com slash usual podcast and you get t-shirts. Uh, what do we have? iPhone cases we have a brand new and stickers. Case. It's uh, available for the six, six S seven or seven S. Awesome. So please do that. And actually I think the eights as well. Nice. We also have, um, audible trial.com slash usual podcast. Uh, if you want to get a free audiobook, if you don't have an Amazon account, uh, that would be awesome. Uh, you get an, a really long book like uh, Brandon Sanderson or a Game of Thrones or something like that, and uh, you get it for free. Absolutely. And we get 15 bucks, which is awesome. 15 bones. Exactly. And uh, the best way to support us is directly. We'll be revamping our Patreon um, tiers here in the next few weeks. But uh, give us a buck or two an episode, and you can uh, get shows early, um, trailer time, blooper reels, all kinds of stuff. And we have more stuff coming down. So um, find that at patreon.com slash usual podcast. Word. I think I'm done with, I think we're with, done. So with, I with saying sure. words. So you're I, saying, I'm just going to, is it time? I, was for- a, I, was, I thought I'd just talk over you every time, but I'm just messing with you. <laughs> all right, dude, what should we do next? Uh, well, I'm definitely not having a fun. Everybody have a fun, please. By the gods, have a fun. Peace. Oh, you blew it. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I just messed with you. Have a fun. Have a fun. We'll see you all next week. Peace. All right. Uh, thank you, everyone, in the chat room. Uh, they got a little squirrely at the end, but that's important for our show. <laughs> <laughs>